This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Emily Grice, who's the Chief Operating Officer and Population Health Officer at Stanford Health Plan. Dr. Grice, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Laura. I'm glad to be here. Now, I'm looking forward to our discussion, really talking about some of the big things that you're working on at Stanford Health Plan, as well as what you're um, excited for for the future. But before we dive into that discussion, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, of course. Um, so as you as you can mention, I am over operations and population health here at the health plan. Um, I've been in healthcare for a little over 15 years and I've really um, kind of gone the gamut, I would say, of the healthcare continuum, working in public health, uh, in research, in value-based strategy uh, when I was on the Sanford healthcare delivery side. Uh, and then I've been on the health plan um, side for the last four years or so. Um, so really, if I kind of think about my whole healthcare journey, the majority of it's been around uh, population health, value-based care. How do we how do we ensure from both a provider and a payer perspective we're delivering um, on, on outcomes for our, for our patients and members? That's fascinating to hear. And I can imagine your experience from both the clinical as well as operational side is, is really helping you in your current role. What are your top priorities right now? Yeah, so from a health plan perspective, um, and, and just to kind of to back up into Sanford Health Plan in particular, so we have around 200,000 members uh, on our health plan side, 1.5 million uh, patients served on our system side. So we've just got this really unique opportunity as a provider-led health plan uh, to make an impact um, within our region and, and really with our members and our patients. Um, so my priorities, I would say one, focus on that, that sweet spot of those individuals who both go to Sanford as a healthcare delivery system, but also um, are covered from an insurance perspective. And what can we deliver differently uh, for that membership base? And, and one of the big areas we're focused on right now from a top priority is around member engagement. Um, we recognize that we now live in kind of that Amazon-driven uh, consumer um, world and that we've got to be super thoughtful about how we outreach to our members and how we outreach to our patients. And so we work really closely with our healthcare delivery system to think about what are the unique ways that together we can um, we can kind of come together and, and ensure we're we're helping our patients and members across their journey. Um, so we're so we're very focused on on member engagement. Um, you know, I'm certain you're aware of this, but as star ratings and, and all of our kind of quality measures continue to pivot and really focus on that experience portion, it really drives um, how we need to focus on that member engagement portion. And again, making sure that our members feel like they um, they know how to connect with us, they know where to go to get the answers they need. Um, and then also that we can, you know, prompt them in their healthcare journey too, right? That we can say, Hey, you know, you you haven't gotten the screening yet, or you you know you're due for your annual wellness visit. Have you checked in here? Uh, and being able to to connect with them, not only you know the snail mail kind of older way, but but being able to uh, message them, to work through portals, to just connect with them in ways that I think um, they would expect us to connect with them um, is one of our major priorities um, this year. 
That's great to hear. And certainly, you know, a lot there. And when you talk about being able to have, you know, a lot of things changing, but then your engagement with your patients and your members, um, what are some of the unique things that you've tried this year that you're expecting to try next year? Yeah, so one of the things um, that we were really excited about that worked really well this year um, was actually a virtual clinic that we um, partnered with our healthcare delivery system on. Uh, and we very much targeted individuals who are not seeking healthcare ready. Um, so they were, you know, they were they were those patients who weren't weren't attributed to a provider, weren't weren't seeking healthcare, and we knew they were kind of out there potentially with, you know, issues that would bubble up into um, to catastrophic health events. And so we we um, worked really closely with our healthcare system and, and were able to launch a virtual care clinic. Um, with that, we've got kind of APPs um, who, who really focus on just taking the time to do the visits that they may or may not be able to get in for themselves um, and doing it all virtually. And so we really targeted, again, individuals who weren't seeking healthcare, individuals who were maybe in rural communities, um, individuals who um, had, you know, various social determinants of health. Uh, and we found a really, um, I think one, a really great rate of individuals who are signing up to be part of the virtual visits. We did incentivize them if we could, given our certain lines of business. Um, but then we also found that once we got them connected from a virtual perspective, we were able to get them coordinated with the healthcare delivery system and start a pathway into you know, healthcare for, if you need to go into the clinic, you're going to go into the clinic. Um, and I think that that partnership that we were able to, to start up this last year, something that I think was really successful um, and something that as we move into 24 will be one of our major priorities to say, who else do we need to target? Can we make this a bigger thing? Um, how do we maintain that kind of referral mechanism? Um, but just, but just continuing to, I think, innovate in that, in that access space is one of the big things that we're going to have to um, continue to evolve as we move into 24. That's such a great point. And two, as you're looking over the next two to three years or so, how do you see Sanford Health Plan changing and evolving? Yeah, one of the one of the areas um, you know we haven't touched on quite yet is is around our Medicare Advantage. Um, over the next two to three years, I think a lot of the strategies we're going to have are going to continue. We'll continue to have our commercial lines of business, but we're going to have to focus in on government programs. Uh, and we see Medicare Advantage as, again, as a provider-led health plan as one of our major strategic um, lines of business. Um, I think in the next two to three years, we're going to have to really show how we're different um, as a Medicare Advantage product. Um, you know, there's certainly a lot of media and press, I think, right now around Medicare Advantage and, and what benefits does it bring to membership. Um, and I think we we truly believe in our product and that we work really closely with our providers, that we work really closely um, in ensuring kind of navigation for our members. And so over the next two to three years, I think we're going to have to, I think we have ownership in ensuring that we, um, that we show, that we show our members, that we show um, really the industry that that provider-led health plans can provide a really unique product in Medicare Advantage um, that that really is different from um, from maybe from other products that that people are seeing. So I think over the next two to three years, that's going to be one of our major um, priorities and one of the things that I think we're going to be most challenged to continue to differentiate um, and and to kind of grow that experience for our members. That makes a lot of sense and it is great to hear. Before we wrap up our conversation, I'm wondering what is one change that you or your team has made that yielded great results? 
Yeah. One of the things I think I'm probably most proud of, um, that we we really focused on, and I would say it's a journey we started a couple of years ago, um, was was around our employees and around the culture that we have here at the health plan. Um, I think, you know, I was just at the Becker's event and I think workforce shortages um, and culture were a huge thing that everyone across all, all parts of the healthcare continuum are talking about. Um, and I think as we continue and, and you know, we, we certainly talk about it from the bedside perspective, but on the plan side, we have the same issues, right? Workforce shortages are real and something we've got to deal with. Um, a couple of years ago, we we really buckled down and said, we've got to have a meaningful culture here at the health plan where people recognize the work that they do, whether it's when they're processing claims, when they're answering a phone on the call center side, um, or they're a care manager, you know, focused directly in, in patient and member care. Wherever they're at on that continuum, they need to see meaningful work and know and kind of trust um, kind of the larger brand that is Sanford Health Plan. Uh, because of that, we saw a significant shift in our uh, employee satisfaction and our employees just wanting to continue to work for us. We've seen kind of a decrease in our turnover in our employees. And because of that, we've been able to see a meaningful impact on our member experience. And so it's just one of those cultural changes that you make and and you you know you need to do it. But when you start to see the results of employees being happier and how that can drive, as I talked about our priorities with member engagement, happy employees leads to happy members, leads to better outcomes for everyone. Um, and so I would say, you know, one of the things I'm probably most proud of that I think has led to the to the best results is just doubling down and reinvesting in our people. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. That, that's really great to hear. And certainly knowing that uh, you'll be able to reinvest in your people and, and make sure that member and plan experience and access is improved in the next year. It seems like a lot of opportunity there and certainly a great way to move forward and experience some great results in 2024. Yeah, we agree. Thanks. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.